worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The kings of Saskatchewan sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. All right, now joining us here on the Western Pizza Hotline, the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Blackhawks on NBC Sports Chicago. It's Chris Vosters. Chris, thanks for taking a couple minutes today. My pleasure. Good to be with you, Sean. Awesome. And uh, this works out nice because, well, yesterday I was scrolling through uh, Twitter or X and I saw the big news come out that the National Hockey League announced that the 2025 NHL Winter Classic will be featuring the Chicago Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues at Wrigley Field. That's pretty exciting. This is the second time that the game has been hosted at Wrigley. I believe the first time was back in 2009, a 6-4 loss, uh, Blackhawks uh, to the Detroit Red Wings. But, hey, this is pretty sweet. Uh, You must be amped up for this. Very much so. It's certainly like a, a great boost to uh, everyone's excitement going into next season, and it, and it really adds to a, a lot of the excitement that's already building around the team. It was really cool, I thought, the way that the Blackhawks worked with uh, not just the NHL, but also U.S.-based broadcast partner TNT to announce the Winter Classic at Wrigley Field. They actually, uh, the, the, the team had Connor Bedard film some content actually in the iconic Wrigley Field scoreboard, which is still operated manually. And so that was a a really cool way to announce the Winter Classic. And then before the Blackhawks wild game on TNT last night, actually in the first game of the doubleheader involving the Lightning and uh, the Rangers, it, uh, it, it, they had Connor Bedard live at Wrigley Field to break the news to the TNT audience. So it's, uh, it, it, you know, the way that they announced it certainly helped add to the excitement. And although the 2009 Winter Classic was before my time with the organization, the, the people who were around for it and, and remember it both all, all speak very highly of it. So it's, uh, it, it's really cool that it's coming back. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what's this game mean to you personally, it being at Wrigley Field? Did you grow up uh, a Chicago Cubs fan? Do you have any connection to Wrigley Field? Well, I, I certainly grew up a baseball fan. I actually grew up one state north of Illinois in Wisconsin. So I was a, a Milwaukee Brewers fan and, and loved the rivalry between the Brewers and the Cubs in the National League Central Division but you know, I think not just as a baseball fan, but as a fan of sports in general, yeah. Wrigley Field is is one of the most special and iconic venues anywhere uh, in in any sport. And for any sports fan out there, I would highly encourage you to put it near the top, if not at the top, of your bucket list. As soon as you walk in there, you really just feel the history and and the passion that has been built up there for a hundred years of of baseball and. Again, looking at the pictures from the 2009 Winter Classic, it, it looks really scenic 
even idyllic with the hockey rink set up as well. So it, uh, it it's a great venue for multiple sports, concerts as well, if I might add that. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm really pumped. Yeah, this is Chris Vossers, the TV play-by-play voice for the Chicago Blackhawks on NBC Sports Chicago. So I saw the Blackhawks last night. It was a close game, 2-1 to loss at home to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, looked like a pretty entertaining hockey game. I caught some of the second period. Uh, just take us through the events last night. Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, unfortunately for the Blackhawks, it's, it's really kind of, uh, the game last night followed the template of what their last, Several games have been really for the majority of the time. Connor Bedard has been out with uh, his fractured jaw. Of course, you know the team. The team plays hard. Um, is always in every game. You know they they uh, they tied the game after a really strong second period last night. But uh, chances are sometimes inconsistent. You know they had just one shot on goal in the first period last night, and then. Sometimes the, the finish ability, the ability to win win the close games down the stretch has been a little bit elusive. And, uh, you know, just it, it, it's uh, the team is struggling to score goals right now. It is certainly not for lack of effort, but that's just kind of where they are uh, in the season and with the personnel that they have. So, but one cool storyline was that it was, uh, we, we were calling it the Felino Bowl because <laughs> there was Nick Felino, of course, for the Blackhawks against his brother Marcus for Minnesota, and they each scored a goal. And Marcus got in a fight with Blackhawks defenseman Jared Tenorti. So we were just one assist shy of a, of a collective Felino Gordy Howe hat trick. So that was a, a, a kind of a fun storyline woven into the game last night. Yeah, I saw your tweet regarding that, and I laughed out loud, not going to lie. So the Blackhawks, they're back at it tomorrow night, once again at home to the visiting New York Rangers. And I know everybody's wondering right now, Connor Bedard, when is he going to be back on the ice? Our Regina listeners, our Saskatchewan listeners here, uh, we all know it was back on January 5th when he was uh, you know, hit in the head by Brennan Smith of the New Jersey Devils. So what's the timeline looking like right now for Connor Bedard, Chris Foster's? Well, I'm I'm at the Blackhawks practice facility at Fifth Third Arena right now, and he's for the last even going back to a, a few practices before the All Star break. You know, he he continues to be on the ice in a green non-contact practice jersey, but his involvement within the main practice uh, continues to grow. For a while, he was on the ice, and they didn't even want him taking slap shots because that amount of exertion would cause his jaw to clench. Mm-hmm. too tightly but he's taken slap shots now he's he's able to shoot more actively and he was even doing some uh rush drills with the healthy players at practice just a few moments ago so he's starting to to you know gradually ramp ramp back up and i think the hope for everybody is that he returns right in that 6 to 8 week timeline that they speculated from the moment he had surgery in, in early January. So if you're mapping that out, you know, that's now really just a couple of weeks away, two to three weeks away. So we're certainly hoping that, that he's back in the lineup by the end of February. And there are some big games for, for the Hawks on the schedule coming up, most notably a game against Detroit on February 25th. It will be Patrick Kane's first game back at the United Center since he was traded not yeah. quite one year ago. And it will also be the jersey retirement ceremony for 
Chris Chelio. So to have him participate in a in a game of that magnitude would be awesome, and uh, things seem to be trending in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. We had Chris Chelios on the sports cage not too long ago, and uh, it just seems like an awesome guy. Really looking forward to that night, like you mentioned. And you also mentioned uh, earlier on you are from Wisconsin, and when you said that, my eyes kind of like lit up because I am a big Green Bay Packers fan, so I have to ask you, are you a Packers fan, Chris Vosters? <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I can, you know, I can uh, perhaps confide in you Sean, a little more openly than I can with the uh, yeah. with the average fan down here in Chicago, given the uh, intense rivalry between the Packers and the Bears. But yes, I, I am a Green Bay Packers fan. I've uh, I've been out of the state for uh, gosh, nearly a decade now, and my uh, my fandom has not waned. Uh, it's uh, something that you know you're kind of born into in in Wisconsin, and so uh, yes, still a Packers fan, but. Kind of keep that on the on the down low among uh, all the Bears fans that I'm among here in in Chicago. But there there are a good amount of Packers fans in in Chicago and in Illinois, just given the proximity between the two markets and and given uh, Chicago's stature as a international city. So um, it, you know there are definitely Packers fans to be found down here in Chicago, and I, I respect the rivalry too. I think it's uh, I think it's the best rivalry in in pro football and. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things about Packers fans and being a Packer fan uh, remind me of of being a, a Blackhawks fan and just kind of the intense and very deep and 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 multi generational relationship that fans of those two teams have with uh, with the team, with the players, with the city. So I see a lot of similarities, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I respect the rivalry too. So who do you got in the Super Bowl here on Sunday? You know, I. From from the beginning of the season, I will say I, I thought the 49ers looked continue to look, of course, like a Super Bowl team. But the the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and I, I just am really beginning to think of him as maybe the next Tom Brady. Um, and I hope that's not sacrilegious to say, but especially if Mahomes is able to win another Super Bowl with this team, that that does not seem to be nearly as strong as Mahomes' Super Bowl-led teams of the past, uh, I, I think you really would have to start putting him in that, in that conversation. So while, my, you know, while I, will, I guess I'll give you a prediction and say the 49ers just because that's what I've been kind of feeling yeah. since the start of the season, I don't know. If, 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 I were, if I were to go with just kind of a fleeting gut, instinct I, I would I would pick Mahomes and the Chiefs just because that guy seems like a dude who is capable of willing his team to win even when they might be the underdog on paper yeah and being a Packers fan I you know I as much as it pains me, I'm gonna have to cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs just because of the heartbreak the Niners laid on us a couple weeks back. I just can't cheer for that team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for the Chiefs on Sunday, but uh, we'll see what happens. Chris Vosters. The play-by-play voice on NBC Sports Chicago joining us here on the Western Pizza Hotline. And thanks for joining us today, uh, Chris. And uh, uh, have a good call tomorrow night. The Rangers in town for a big one. Looking forward to it. Uh, definitely great to have an original six matchup. Uh, there'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a packed house and uh, always a great atmosphere in Chicago on a, on a Friday or Saturday night in particular. So thanks for having me on and, and, and good luck uh, with your continued uh, rehab from the 
from the head cold you got and uh, <laughs> glad to glad to see you're back off the off the shelf yourself, Sean. 